Welcome to Payne on Politics, a podcast where host Dr. Gregory Payne of Emerson College sits down with fellow experts to discuss the current state of politics, public opinion, and global affairs. In a world growing increasingly complex, communication and critical thinking is key. This only makes the Emerson motto, expression necessary to evolution, more true. Hello, I'm Gregory Payne, Chair of Communication Studies, the first communication department in the United States, also co-director of the Emerson Blancarna Global Center. I'm here with one of my favorites here on the eighth floor in terms of the Walker Building at Emerson, downtown Boston, Kathy Edelstein. Kathy, it's great to have you on Payne on Politics. Thank you. So nice to be here after seeing so much coverage of Payne on Politics in all channels. Well, the one thing that I like most about your approach to teaching and something that we're very proud of, and actually it echoes something that the Chronicle was writing about yesterday, and that is the need to get theory out of the classroom into the community. This has been a vital foundation of what you've done. And I think if we just go to the immediate project that you have on the same page, can you tell us a little bit about that as well as this new tactic that you're gonna be applying this time? Sure, well, On the Same Page Boston started in 2019 and uh, it is run totally by my students in my nonprofit fundraising campaigns course. So when thinking about how can they actually learn how to run a campaign, it seemed obvious to create one, but in doing that, you know, like well, there were so many choices. So as you know, I spoke to Neil Harris uh, in 2019. He was our first partner in Roslindale with his fifth grade class mm -hmm. and his school to try to get inclusive books donated to his school in Roslindale. And I think something like 450 or 500 books I were sent. Those books, yes. He said every day was like Christmas. Books just kept showing up and showing up, and so we knew that we were doing something well and that the students were in fact creating a, uh, a, a campaign, digital campaign that was bringing donors to buy books off their wish list. So now here we are 2023, we have had thousands of books, I think 5,000 books at this point have wow. been donated yes. to Boston Public Schools. And this semester we're running uh, our second gently used book campaign. But what's different is we're also collecting gently used games. So now, why are you going from books to games? Well, we're doing both, mostly because the teachers uh, at the Adams Elementary School in East Boston have said that I think something like 85% of the students are from immigrant families, and their families at home don't speak English. And they thought sort of bringing games home to play with their folks and their siblings might encourage English language learning on behalf of the families and it would allow the kids to sort of have interaction with their children in that way. Well, you know, Kathy, one thing that I, as you've said, you involve your students in it. Uh, one aspect, I think the popularity of it was you teamed up with Tate here at uh, Emerson. Can you tell us a little bit about that collaboration? Yeah, last year Tate was so wonderful. They allowed donation bins in 12 of their Boston uh, bakery and cafes, and now they're doing 13. They have a new one uh, that's nearby. Not only that, but they're buying the donation boxes for us, and they're they have committed to doing this every year uh, for us. So behind me, I don't know if you can see very well, but there were some posters with all the different Tate locations. Of course, we'll have a bin in the lobby of the Walker Building, and Mamala's Delicatessen in Cambridge is also going to be hosting a bin. One of my students uh, works there, so she was able to ask them, and they agreed to do that. So she did the pitch, and of course, she did you the pitch. golden standard in terms of what you're doing. 
I know the city. I've talked to people at the city. I've talked to people across the state house. They love your leadership here. Thank you. I remember when we went to Neil's class, we had Chris Lotos, who's head of uh, Edelman, I think, from Athens. Mm-hmm. He and his wife That's was right, a remember. lawyer. They were astounded they would like to do something like that in Athens. Uh, from your perspective, what is it that brings Kathy into these types of projects? Very difficult, but you find a way to get through it. I mean, what is it? Uh, what's your vision in terms of engagement there? That's a great question, Greg. I think that um, each of us living in Boston or being in Boston who have a better place than others should do something wonderful for others. Uh, and I feel like I am very uh, fortunate and to show my, um, I guess, the position that I have here at, at Emerson, um, to be able to use that position to help others is just great satisfaction for me. Uh, I, I know my students feel the same way. Often they are signing up for this class because they know this is something that they're going to be doing. And so this was a draw for them. And they feel great. Um, I mean, who wouldn't feel great? Uh, because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to go read books to the kids since that one time we went to Neil's classroom. Right. But we are hoping maybe at the end of the semester to go to East Boston to the Adams School and my students will read some of the books that were donated to the kids. You know, I would say many, I think many departments, many classes, many schools sort of shut down, but you continued throughout this. So even with COVID, you didn't miss a blink. Yeah, I mean, this you know, it, I, it was always a digital campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that was fortunate for us so that during the pandemic we could just keep going. Um, and the teachers, I think, realized that the kids needed books more than ever. And what those teachers actually did was to go through neighborhoods. Uh, Corey McCarthy went through neighborhoods and let kids choose from a pile of books to borrow them to read at home. They were just so hungry for books. Uh, another one had an outdoor sort of uh, open tables where kids could come by and choose books to borrow and read. So. The teachers found a way, so I found a way. You know, together we made it work. You know, I think when we look at the history, something where we're really committed, whether it be working with the Emerson uh, Bird Street Project after Newtown, what you've done with this, we've worked also with Team Harmony. Can you talk a little bit about your work with Team Harmony right after the George Floyd incident? Yeah, that was an incredible um, thing to get involved in. So Team Harmony, as many people know, um, brought students from around the world, female students specifically, uh, into digital courses to learn different techniques to improve their communication and to use their positions in their communities to educate and help further, um, I guess, opportunities for young girls. Um, So we had an online institute in which courses were delivered digitally uh, in different forums through the Rendon Group and Team Harmony. And I was the person who organized getting all the faculty for this digital institute. And as you know, it was really successful. We had tons of offerings by our faculty here at Emerson, as well as some abroad, I know in Lisbon, um, and it was incredible. And I don't know if we'll ever do something like that again uh, online, but we've proven that it can work. And I actually taught Building Bridges courses online and got to see those final presentations from the students that were excellent. Right. Well, we're continuing on with that, of course, with the Tulsa Project, which is we have a dream and we've got students and faculty going. I know that 
they would love to have you come if you could to teach down in Tulsa in terms of the biggest race ride that we've ever witnessed. Yeah, I, would, I am very interested yes. in participating in well, that. Well, we'll be talking more about it. Okay. The one thing also, Kathy, is you have really been the person who has put the nonprofit program together at Emerson. What was it that gave you that idea? Because I've seen you really orchestrate incredible events with it. We with burn victims. I remember that, which was very successful. Is this just a part of what your mother and father had sort of created in terms of giving back to the community? Um, I'd like to say that I have a sense of that from my family. Um, but I also know that it is a requirement for high school students, at least in the United States, to participate in um, the community. They have to actually volunteer in order to graduate a certain number of hours. I know my daughters had to do that. And there were more and more students arriving at Emerson looking for opportunities to volunteer. And we just don't have that many here at Emerson. And I thought, this is a way to sort of, those kids that want to keep going, this was an opportunity for them. I remember pitching it to the department and everyone said, "See, let's see what you have, Kath. And um, fortunately, it was very successful, that intro course, which now Mark Brody teaches. And then I taught the, um, the other one, the nonprofit campaigns. So I teach grant writing in that course. Mm -hmm. And we also do a crowdfunding campaign. Great. Which we are going to be doing um, again this semester for a animal shelter. Now, how much did you how much did you raise last year? I know it was very successful with your crowdfunding. Oh, that was through the shrine, yes. uh, St. Anthony Shrine. I think they've run three of the four campaigns my students created. One of them alone in one week earned over forty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars in right. one week for one of their campaigns. Using what my students created and what students here at Emerson do best. You know, they know how to put together words, communication, whether it's in person, whether they're doing it in print and creating material. They just did an awesome job. Well, I think one thing that you epitomize is everyone in the department, as I've said at the beginning, first department in communication, constantly marshal the latest techniques, but it's still about connecting to that audience. And one thing that pleases me as a chair, but also more importantly, your colleague, you really have broken down the silos. You have people from throughout the college, School of the Arts, School of Communication. What is it about that that you think brings people together in, in terms of uh, enhancing the public good? Yeah. Well, one thing about nonprofits is every single major in this school can find some nonprofit to work with. Um, I know BCE, for example, um, my courses are, uh, my course, or I should say my course and Mark's course, are electives that count towards the BCE, um, I guess, accreditation right. or, or certificate or whatever it is program. Uh, and then I think students across, whether you're a filmmaker, whether you're into doing social media, whether you're in theater, most theaters are nonprofits. Uh, there is everything. Uh, sports. Mm -hmm. Every sports team has a nonprofit arm. Yes. Yes. Um, they have a foundation, and I think for most people at Emerson who maybe want to start their own businesses or help others using their communication skills, whether it's journalism, whatever it might be, uh, they will be able to use that in pairing with nonprofits to really propel their careers. You know, I remember, of course, we talk about the Woo Sox and we talk about the Paw Sox. Yeah. Uh, we, before they moved from Pawtucket out to Worcester, we had a, a big event that you were in charge of down in Worcester, or down in Pawtucket. Can you tell us a bit about that and the fun that you were working on? Yeah, so we raised money uh, at the Paw Sox Park. Dr. Steinberg gave us the park. He said, you can have the keys to my kingdom for the day. And congratulations. 
congratulations to Dr. Charles. He's just got a new bride. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Yes. Um, and so we bus students down from here to do some uh, fun projects and some things, some activities. I remember we did uh, hitting the baseball off a tee. I wasn't very good at that, but most people were. Um, and then we raised money really for the Hasbro Hospital. Yes. So that is who the Paw Sox Foundation uh, supports. Yes. So we joined them on who they support, and I brought students also uh, for a trip. We went to the Hasbro Hospital and sort of had a tour through the cancer area for children, and it was incredible. I think it's really important that the students understand who we're raising money for, or in this case now, uh, you know, getting books for, so that there's some kind of connect yes. between what we're doing and what the final result is, to just do the work and not not understand that I think it's just a big mess yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have mean so much so yeah I think as you said connecting with the students seeing exactly what a difference it makes I know with the Bird Street Project you know keeping up with DJ and Jamilson and Astrid uh, and you're so committed to that one thing we've talked about Kathy is you're saying potentially it's time to go across the pond and to maybe launch something like this in Barcelona we're going to be talking to the Blancarna people what would you like to see Emerson Blancarna do well, I think, unfortunately, there are schools in every single city that need books. Right. Uh, Boston is not on its own. And I fortunately have two exchange students from Barcelona uh, in my class this semester. And so I've you can had, train them? They are being trained yes. just by being part of my course. And there was uh, Sylvia from the, from the past. One of the best students. One of the best yes. students. Hi, Sylvia, if you see this. So yes. I think... Um, those three students could lead the way, at, you know, at Blancarna for something like this to happen. I'm happy to coach them through it, but they will know exactly what to do um, once they're done. This group now, uh, and certainly Sylvia as well. But I'm sure there's some school in Barcelona that could use books and donations, and I think just understanding how we come at it. Um, and knowing that it works could be replicated someplace else. Well, I think what we'll, we'll definitely talk to Joseph, who's the president. Congratulations, Joseph, on being president of Blancarna. Georgia, who is, of course, the uh, head of Blancarna. And then, of course, we've got our good friend, Dean Ardesh, over at the business school. I would think between those two universities, we could find Yeah, I'm hoping something. to speak to Georgia. I think Georgia would be a great partner in, yeah. uh, in, in talking about this. I presented this, I know, at a couple of different conferences, right. so they're well aware of what happens. But I think having three students there students on the ground that have run this yes. and know how it operates they clearly have leaders to take it all the way but you know as I, I would say many people talk about sort of the renaissance nature of professors at Emerson this is not just one track you do you also have been a global pathway leader and you've had a very successful program in France can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, and why so, were you a part of that yeah so for the past few years I have led uh, a study abroad program two years in Paris and one in the south, uh, Aix-en-Provence. And I was really interested in this because, believe it or not, I was born in France. I don't know yes. if you know that. Your suaveness. <laughs> well, I came back as a toddler, and um, though I always loved French, I certainly am not a fluent um, speaker, but I try my best. I can get by. Uh, it's been wonderful. I think having students experience a month of living in a place they get to experience a little bit of what international students experience coming here to Boston. I think that it sort of makes them a little bit more aware. But learning a new language, understanding a new culture, life is very different. And adapting isn't always easy, but you know, once you break through, you know you can really enjoy yourself. Um, I'm no longer doing it as of 
um, this was my last summer, and mm -hmm. so we have a new person, Carol Ferreira from marketing, will be leading that, uh, leading that going forward. And I think she's got a group ready to go this summer. Well, it's terrific. Now, when I look at you today, you of course, as you as you told me, you're wearing the uh, the stone of communication, turquoise, and my earrings. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now. When I think of that, I think, of course, the indigenous uh, Southwest, but also Mexico. So one place that you have visited, which we would like to have you, now that you might have a little bit of time, you could bring your granddaughter, who's beautiful, to Rosarito Beach. Uh, how about that? What do you remember about Rosarito Beach? Oh, I just loved being there. Um, we loved having you. I think working with students while they're, I, I really like working on projects, in case you couldn't tell, uh, where there's something at the end that is a tangible, uh, I don't know whether it's a project or whether it's something to do or something to hold or something that you've accomplished. I love those kind of projects. So uh, working with the students, I think I came right before they had the film festival. And uh, you were there too, Andrew, I think. And um, I think I was part of the group that was looking for volunteers to run and go get food from different restaurants. Yes. Always. I was at the festival, the, the film festival. I was you so impressed. You yes. So impressed. Uh, I know that we were with David Silva. We had an art. I remember we, we went and did some kind of an art project with him. Yes. As well. And he's a great friend. We he's coming to visit us sometime. He just has to figure out when in his schedule. Yeah. And his son? Will his son be coming too? Uh, he wants to. He's, of course, now in college. He's uh, doing nanoscience down in Ensenada. Oh. But he went with David uh, to Germany. Uh, we sort of expanded uh, David's uh, panorama in terms of art. And so he was asked by one of Germany's greatest artists to come over and then wow. Axel went over with it. I didn't know that. Yes. So he was supposed to come, I think, and visit us in April, but now he's got another show, I think, in Spokane. Hmm. So hopefully, if it's not this year, it'll be in the fall. I have a piece of his work in my office. Beautiful work. Which I love. Uh, in San Diego, I got it uh, actually on my return from Mexico. Yes. Um, but I remember that he was in Barcelona as well during one of our trips. That, I don't remember where it was, but it was a magical location. It was like an ancient Roman ruin. Oh, my goodness. It was sponsoring it. Beautiful. Just, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, visually, that was just, a, it was beautiful. So I do remember that. So I've been to Barcelona a couple times. Yes. Um, but I would love to see on the same page Barcelona instead of on the same page Boston. I think that would be a really cool thing to sort of, you know, extend this project and let the students lead it. I think we could maybe do, we just do something global. It could be Boston, I mean, Barcelona. I could coach them, you know, from afar. Yeah, Bangkok, Beijing. We could just continue with the bees. Wow. Yeah. I would be up for that. Yes. I think it's a great idea. So, Kathy, we are sitting here very, very excited about not only what you've done, but the promise of what you're doing. We have a new president coming in, uh, President Jay Bernhardt. If you were giving him greetings, mm -hmm. what would you say to President Bernhardt? Well, first of all, I hope I get to meet him, and congratulations. I can't wait to meet you if you happen to watch this. Uh, I would let him know he's going to be, I, I think he already knows he's entering a special place. But it's hard to get to know all of us in this special place. I think the louder ones draw more attention. Sometimes the ones that are more quiet but getting a lot of really great things done aren't the loudest. And I would say maybe follow some of those pathways to where there's maybe not so much coming, uh, you know, the loud sort of things that you would read about in the news or, um, I don't want to be specific here, but I know, you know, the School of Communication has a lot going on and I think it's worth his time to maybe walk the floors, 
shake hands, meet people, um, find out, maybe come to some of our faculty meetings and listen to what we're working on and who we are, because I think, especially for comp studies, this is my 18th year here. I wouldn't be here for 18 years if I didn't love it and my, my colleagues and the work that I'm doing. I feel very fortunate. I tell my students that every semester. I feel really fortunate to be here. Um, and I think he will feel exactly the same. Well, I think for, from my perspective, and I think for all of us, uh, he is a communication-based individual. He has tenure in our department. Not that he's going to be using it because he's well, maybe he'll be come very in, successful. Maybe he'll teach uh, on the same page Boston with me. I think, Dr. <laughs> Bernhardt, you've got somebody who's uh, wanting to get you civically engaged. What I would say to Jay is uh, you are at, coming to a place uh, that is better than it's ever been since I've been here, and I've been here almost 40 years. Wow. So you've got great assets, especially with Professor Edelstein. Kathy, thank you for joining us on Paint on Politics, and I know that on the same page, it's not going to be complete until we're globally around. Yeah, I'm really looking page. forward to that. So March 3rd to April 3rd, uh, or no, maybe it's the 2nd, uh, is when these will all be put out in the different tates. Please, everyone, if you have used books for children, elementary school age, and, and games, drop them off in the uh, in the box and they will make their way I promise directly to the students uh, in East Boston so travel to Tate bring a book and make the world a better place thank you Kathy Edelstein. thank you okay take care from paint on politics at Emerson College